Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Good morning. This is the Bernie and Sid show on 77 WABC, the best morning show in America, quite possibly the world. And it takes... And uh, and, uh, Frank, me and you better have high ratings today. (laughs) That's right. I was going to say, sometimes it takes... We're going to have more than Bernie and Sid. Sometimes it takes four of us to fill in for uh, the duo of Bernie and Sid, as is the case this morning. We do what we have to do. That's right. We have expertise from all corners of the universe, legal, law enforcement, business, and plain old-fashioned regular radio. I'm Frank Morano here with John Katsimatidis. George Venizelos, former assistant director of the FBI, is here. Uh, Judge Richard Weinberg is here as well. And now, uh, very, very lucky to be joined by award-winning investigative journalist and the founder and editor over at justthenews.com, John Solomon. Uh, John, it's a busy news day. Uh, What are you guys covering over at Just the News? Yeah, it is going to be a busy news day. Uh, two places in Washington where eyes are going to be on today. The opening statements in the Michael Sussman trial. This is Special <clears throat> Prosecutor uh, John Durham's first trial. It's a, a charge of lying to the FBI against one of the Clinton lawyers who came into the FBI, shared some of that, uh, what we now know to be inaccurate, uh, Russia dirt on Donald Trump during the 2016 campaign. Right about the fact that he was working for Hillary Clinton's campaign when he brought that dirt and he begins trial today with opening statements. A jury was seated last night. And then in Congress, there's a big hearing the first time in about a half century, an open hearing on UFOs in uh, with some of the top military leaders and intelligence leaders in the country. A lot of people will be watching that. But the big prize, the big prize in news today is Pennsylvania, where the Republican primaries are uh, happening tonight and where Donald Trump has uh, got a lot at stake. He has gotten behind Dr. Oz, uh, the television personality for the GOP Senate nomination in Pennsylvania. Very tight race there. This will be a great weather, just how strong the president's coattails are still uh, two years after he left office. Thus far, I believe he's about 55-1 and one in the early primaries. He's, uh, 55 of his 56 candidates have won in the early primaries, so he's trying to keep that streak going. Even if um, even if Dr. Oz loses, though, and let's say Kathy Barnett wins, she's running, even if she's not endorsed by Trump, on very much a Trumpian platform. So it's not as if but Donald was she Trump... Always, was she always a Trumpian platform? Or is, you know, somebody said to me it's a game that she's playing, that the fact is she wants to divide McCormick and Oz because it's more likely that uh, uh, she'll lose to uh, a Democrat. Well, that's exactly what the president said. The president put out a statement uh, just a few days ago as Kathy Barnett was rising in the polls. So she wasn't always a very close texting uh, battle back in 16. She had some critical things to say. A lot of people did back in 16. Over the, over the last four or five years, she's clearly evolved into a MAGA sort of candidate. But uh, the president believes that she has some things in her background that need to be vetted more. And that's why he put his money 
down on Oz, and I think a lot of people will be watching to see how that plays out tonight. I think there's a big ground game. One of the things I picked up, uh, the Trump um, team, the Trump political machine, has really been help, helping to whip out the vote. I believe yesterday he did a, uh, the president did a live teleconference with uh, all of his supporters in Pennsylvania urging them to get to the polls. So it'll be very interesting to see how the, the Trump machine performs in Pennsylvania. Uh, but that'll be the big story that everyone will be watching tonight. John, it's uh, Richard Weinberg. Good morning. I'm very troubled, by the way, on the reports on the, uh, the Durham trial, the Sussman trial, about seating th- at least three jurors who uh, gave money to either AOC or the Clinton campaign or both. What do you say about that? Yeah, listen, it, it, there was an interesting phenomenon that Durham didn't challenge some of those jurors. You're in D.C., right? The District of Columbia is a, what, 80, 90 percent Democratic city. Uh, the jury poll is not going to be a easy poll for anyone who's trying to make a case against Democrats. But John Durham's dealt with this. He came out of Connecticut. That's a very blue state. He knows how to maneuver a jury poll. And I think what he's going to ask them to do right out of the I think this is a thing you'll listen to this morning. You have to set your politics aside and say, what if this was a drug dealer? What if this was a uh, robbery suspect? Do you really want them to be able to lie to the FBI? And I think he'll try to take some of the politics out of this with the early uh, opening statement. And then the evidence is pretty devastating in this case. Let's keep in mind that Michael Sussman himself texted the lie. He actually texted the lie to the general counsel of the FBI saying, I'm coming to you, but not on behalf of any client. We know that not to be the case. So he's got a strong evidentiary case, and I think you'll see the Durham team try very hard to just keep people focused on the facts and not any of the politics behind this. But that is something that a lot of people flagged yesterday. I think it's a a statement about the the type of jury pool you're going to get in the District of Columbia. Uh, We're talking with John Solomon. He's with JustTheNews.com. A very big news day. This is the biggest primary election day of the entire year so far. We have UFO hearings beginning in Washington, D.C., and then this Sussman trial uh, that uh, that John Durham is uh, is bringing. Now, it's very interesting, John, that while a lot of folks are complaining about the the hold that Trump seems to have on the Republican side, if they're Democrats, it seems like the progressive wing of the Democratic Party has a similar hold on Democrats running today. Uh, John, uh, you know, the John Fetterman running in Pennsylvania, for instance, backed by Bernie Sanders, that's going on all over the country, right, where a lot of the progressives are sort of battling with the establishment-style Democrats. It is very hard to find Democrat on the slate in any of the primaries this year. The left, uh, the far left side of the party has a lot of energy. It's where a lot of the candidate recruitment occurs today. And uh, the party has moved far left and perhaps to its detriment. I think when you look at the polls right now, people are starting to tug back to They've had enough of critical race theory. They've had enough with inflation. They've had uh, enough with sort of the big government intrusions in their life and the the, the idea that there might be a disinformation censorship board. I think these things, these ideas that the left has really rallied around in their own echo chamber are beginning to disconnect their candidates uh, from the base of their party. And that's why you're seeing some of the polling shifts are very important. You look at Hispanics are beginning to toward Republicans in a way we haven't seen, Asian-Americans a little bit. We're seeing some movement there. Working-class Americans used to be the heart of the Democratic Party, clearly peeling away from the Democrats. So they may, the left may have a hold over the candidate recruitment, but it may come at their expense in this upcoming election.
And is there a concern in Republican circles from the research that you're doing, John, that this abortion issue in the light of the uh, leak of the draft Alito opinion could lead to some moderate voters who were upset about things like crime and inflation staying with the Democrats in the general election as opposed to voting voting them out and voting with the Republicans? Well, you really see the Democrats banking on that, right? They, uh, since the moment that leak occurred, they have been hitting abortion hard. But you're not seeing, uh, seeing any of the polling change. The Republican preference uh, ratings, which, by the way, are at 50-year highs. I mean, I guess maybe I think they're even higher than 1994 during the New Gingrich uh, revolution, have not moved one bit. And what you're finding out is that right now people would love to think about abortion, but the economy, uh, the state of the world are far more important to them. Inflation is taking such a bite out of everyday Americans' uh, budget. They, they have to make a choice about filling up the tank or filling up the grocery cart. And I think until that alleviates, the Democrats are not going to get the traction that they had hoped to get uh, to maybe pick off some of those suburban moms. And by the way, one of the things that really cut into the suburban mom vote the last few weeks the baby formula shortage, which really is a story about government incompetence. Joe Biden said, trust me, I'm going to build a big and competent big government. And uh, the baby formula shortage at its uh, heart is an example of enormous failure by government agencies. The FDA knew about this problem last September, didn't act on it until February, didn't have a contingency plan to ease the shortages in the markets. And as you now know, moms and dads are really struggling to find formula. So those things are cutting into where, where abortion might have that the Democrats a little bit of momentum. Right now, the polling hasn't moved away from Republicans. Uh, the, the, the big problem, uh, John, is that uh, uh, everything that happens, America loses, Americans lose, and somebody else gains overseas, yeah. uh, whether it's oil. Uh, I mean, the, the borders, what's going on with fentanyl and, and drugs, they're killing Americans. And, and they keep those borders open, and, and that fentanyl and that, and that uh, uh, drugs are coming over the borders. They killed 107,000 Americans the last uh, year or so. Uh, George Venizelos, so what, what do you hear on that? Yeah, I mean, the, the fentanyl problem is, is, is probably one of the biggest problems in this country right now. That's not even you, – you rarely read about it, other than hearing on talk shows like this. You, you don't hear about it. Hundreds of thousands of people are dying every year from it. All age groups, all all gender, gen, genders, rich, poor—it's it's sad. They're, they're killing kids. They're killing everybody. You know, uh, and me and John Solomon have talked about this. America is under attack. Our legal system is under attack. Our borders are under attack. Our financial system are under attack. And what's going on with oil going to one hundred and fourteen dollars a barrel because we made the American oil companies. We made North American oil the enemy. You can't make this up. This Green New Deal is a real problem because, and you see it in state legislatures, particularly in New York State, they're imposing mandates that cannot be reached, John. I am pro-green, but do it over a 20-year period, a 10-year period. 20 years is a microorganism compared to the time life of the earth. And what happens? Russia and China are doing whatever the heck they want. But we're not going to, John, we're not going to have the energy to sustain. For example, the New York State legislature wants legislation through that will say that any new construction of buildings has to be all electric. You cannot do that. Somebody is paying them, Judge, 
and uh, FBI George Venizelos, somebody is paying those people. Whoever has the larger, the largest lobbying fees, and they pay. Those are the ones that control the legislation. If people are just tuning in, this is the Bernie and Sid show. Just because you don't hear Bernie or Sid, uh, we have a full house today, and uh, all the better to bring you news. With. Our ratings John, are up, John, John Katzmatidis here with Frank Morano, uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, and George Venizelos. We're talking with John Solomon, award-winning investigative reporter and uh, the editor and the founder of JustTheNews.com. John, we've covered UFOs. We've covered uh, Sussman. We've covered the elections today. Um, we've covered drugs. One of the things that nobody's talked about all morning is the issue of COVID. Uh, does that mean COVID is finally over? Well, uh, listen, the, the CDC and some of the scientists are out there with these new predictions that we could have 100 million plus new cases in the late summer into the fall. They're talking about this new surge. Now, there are a lot of people, including some of Biden's former COVID advisors, yesterday casting shade on that thing. There's no scientific data for it. There's no basis for it. Uh, also, we're seeing that uh, the severity of people who manifest themselves with COVID-19 going down. So there's a lot of concern that there's a political scare game going on being set up, by the way, for the same time frame of the, of the, as the last election. Remember all the changes to election rules that occurred in 2020 because of COVID, uh, mass absentee ballots, changing of uh, the ability of clerks to fix ballots. I think some people are beginning to get suspicious that the latest predictions, these predictions that, by the way, only started in the last couple of weeks, uh, may have more politics behind them than science. And one of the people calling them out was one of President Joe Biden's chief advisors on COVID-19 saying, listen, I don't, I don't think there's anything more than pixie dust, these predictions. Mm. They ought to get back to science and stop scaring the American people. So it's going to be interesting. I think COVID's going to be uh, always on our radar. We're going to be living with it for a long time. The question is, is it a severe disease? Is it lessened? Uh, but I think the political machinations of the scientific community are increasingly coming into focus. People who used to, you know, support uh, the lockdowns are now beginning to say, no, I'm not so sure the science is backing up what we're doing right now. And I think that's a dynamic to keep an eye on as we go into the science. Well, one, one, uh, next to last thing, I understand a federal judge yesterday allowed a uh, pro-Hillary, pro-AOS donors on the jury for the uh, for the ex Clinton lawyers, is that a judge? Or- I'm, I'm look. I will tell you that I find that very troubling. I raised that with John Solomon earlier. I think that's one of the most troubling things I've ever heard. How are you going to have a fair and unbiased jury, John Solomon? If I were yeah. the judge, I would have knocked them off for cause. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm surprised that they didn't. Uh, it did come up yesterday. It kind of got through. Uh, it didn't look like Durham used even all of his ability to challenge out. Yeah. Yes, he didn't use all the jury challenges. Uh, well, very, he, he's a very crafty prosecutor. He's full of surprises. I know a lot of people are troubled by that. But um, my guess is the jury poll in D.C. is a tough one, as I said, to, to navigate. And I think um, it's going to be interesting to see how he fares. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Good D.C., there are no non-Hillary, non-AOC supporters well, to go on the jury. Well, he's <laughs> the judge. The judge in this case. His wife is the lawyer for Lisa Page, the famous FBI lawyer, or ex-FBI lawyer, who was at the heart of those anti-Trump text messages. So uh, the town is full of conflict well, of interest. And I think well, the well, all, we want, all we want in life is fair and square. 
judges and fair and square uh, people at the FBI. That's all we want. It's fair uh, and square. On that note, John Solomon, we'll be reading you at justthenews.com. Thanks for joining us this morning, and we'll, we'll look forward to talking soon. Uh, an honor to be on. Thanks, guys. We'll talk with Lydia Serrani in just a minute and get uh, an update on Lydia Report. Still to come, Andrew Giuliani, Lee Zeldin, former U.S. Senator Norm Coleman, J.P. Miller, and who knows what else. We're just getting started here on the uh, Bernie and Sid Show. John Katzmatidis is here. Judge Richard Weinberg is here. George Venizelos is here. And I'm Frank Morano. We'll continue straight ahead.